3: social media particularly like some of my favorite pundits that are on the like conservative republican leading side because i leaning side because i want to know what they have to say jonah goldberg uh who he really liked didn't say anything himself but he retweeted a couple of people including someone who said at this point i think it'd be a bigger scandal if russia didn't have something on him and he was saying all this s because he really believes it oh boy (laughs) And uh, someone else also said, Putin is completely in command of this situation. He basically told Trump to go piss up a rope about the GRU guys. Wow.
4: (laughs) Harsh uh, anti-Putin activist Gary Kasparov, chess champion, says, this disgrace will have serious repercussions on the ground. Putin now has a green light for more aggression, more trouble in Middle East to secure high oil prices, more hacking, etc.
3: Now, so in case you didn't hear it, this is the question that, that has gotten Joe and I the most worked up. I, we won't even need to play the whole answer because the fact that Trump launches right into something else shows you how he was going to handle it. But here's the question and some of the answer.
5: Thank you. Uh, question for each president. President Trump, please, yes. you first. Um, just now, President Putin denied having anything to do with the election interference in 2016. Every U.S. intelligence agency has concluded that Russia did. What who my first question for you, sir, is who do you believe? My second question is, would you now, with the whole world watching, tell President Putin, would you denounce what happened in 2016 and would you warn him to never do it again?
6: So let me just say that we have two thoughts. You have groups that are wondering why the FBI never took the server. And he goes
3: on like that for another minute about Hillary's server and something or other. He does not say who's telling the truth. All our intelligence agencies say this is what happened Putin says it didn't who do you believe won't answer that question Well he said I believe both parties we need to get that
4: direct quote and I uh, was a little prior to and, that stuff
3: and certainly didn't warn Putin never to do it again I just uh, un- really quite amazing Is this Andrew Egger on line
4: nine we put the name there so I know thank you let's move along Andrew Egger of the Weekly Standard joins us Hello Andrew how are you sir?
5: Hi guys, I'm doing about as well as you are right now, I think. I'm I'm sort of in shock from this from this conference we've all been watching.
4: Now, just to establish who you are and what you do, The Weekly Standard has certainly been critical of Donald J Trump at times, but I'd imagine you are in support of a number of his policies?
5: Yeah, I mean that's that's our our our, uh, our stance has always been an attempt to sort of call balls and strikes as we see them coming out of this administration when he does things that are uh, conservative that, that, you know, pushed the U.S. in the right direction. And we praised him for that. And, and we have, uh, you know, clutched our heads in dismay when he's done uh, other things like what we've seen today that have been seemed to belittle the U.S., belittle, uh, you know, to diminish our standing internationally, diminish our Standing here at home and uh and I, I i can't think i mean you know there's there's a new scandal every week it seems like but i can't think of a time uh where where we were sort of clutching our heads harder than than just watching this conference over the past uh you know hour or so i mean what what can you say about it yeah you guys, well, Joe you guys been talking about it but
3: joe just said a little bit ago he said everybody calls everything historic but that was historic
5: yeah, I mean, it, it, you want to talk about inflection points, you know? I mean, it, the 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 strangest thing, at least to, to to me right now, is probably none of this stuff should have surprised us. I mean, it's, President Trump hasn't isn't saying anything up here that he hasn't tweeted out a bunch of times before. You know, it's it's nothing that he. You know, uh, clearly didn't believe he, he he answers these kind of questions this way all the time. But but I guess we all still had this thought in our heads that maybe when he's up on stage with literally our greatest geopolitical adversary, uh, a, a guy whose whose government was just implicated by our government. Hey hey hey, the week. 80s.
3: Hey the 80s called. They want their foreign policy back. <laughs>
5: I know it's it, it, you, words words sort of fail you you know I mean like it was last Friday that uh, that uh, acting attorney general Rod Rosenstein gets up and he he lays out these indictments he says these are the, the 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 individual Russian citizens that we know we have all of this evidence that they were working uh, to undermine our elections in 2016 and Rod Rosenstein says. We're, we're not we don't want to look at this as a partisan issue. The, the issue here is that Russia was trying to undermine our country, not that Russia was trying to undermine any political party. And you could you could almost hear the subtext of him pleading with Donald Trump to take this seriously, to to, to you know, to, to hold Putin's feet to the fire on this and to say, look, we, we, we have a hard evidence, a paper trail of all of these things, all these emails that you guys were sending and all of these people you were corresponding with and these these specific uh, cyber warfare actions that that your intelligence officers were taking. We know all of that, like down to the second at which it was happening. And and Rosenstein has briefed Trump on this a week ago. Trump has no excuse not to be aware of the stakes when he's going into this situation. And then you get, you get up there and you hear him bloviate, you know, that that server answer. And then I'm sort of rambling because I'm mad right now, but, but, but one other thing that I wanted to point out at, at a different question The first question from that Reuters guy, he you know, he asked Trump a question and Trump sort of rambled through an answer about the election. And then the Reuters guy asked Putin uh, a question. He said, you know, the question was very simple. You know, the U.S. intelligence uh, services have returned this verdict. You deny that this happened. Why should we believe you? And Trump cut across Putin and wouldn't even And he, he, he said he wasn't even going to ask Putin to answer that part of the question. And he went on to, to talk for two or three minutes about Hillary Clinton and about how uh, the, the probe was a disgrace and how it was only uh, it was only designed to put a cloud over his election win. I mean, it's just it's. He he's operating on a completely different level from everybody else in the room because the, you 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 could just tell from all of these answers that the only thing on President Trump's mind is making sure that nobody thinks he didn't win that election fair and square and nobody cares about that at this
4: point you know what i mean i I certainly don't andrew egger reporter for the weekly standard online all right andrew i'll put it uh, this to you you respond any way you want it's a ploy it's a clever ploy he's getting putin to drop his guard he refuses to (laughs) Well, you're trying hard to make any gesture that would arouse putin's defensive
5: instincts this is cleverness I mean, to what? Yeah. I mean, I, I understand the argument. I understand that it's the best argument that can be trotted out when you walk through a dumpster fire, of a conference like that, (laughs) where, where where Trump bends over backwards to accommodate, uh, you know, this, this, you know, autocrat who has, you know, taken these actions against our country. Uh, I, I just am asking to what end, you know, he, he constantly brings up, uh, the, the, uh, you know, the new, nuclear deproliferation, de- the fact we need Russia's help on North Korea. And those things are true. But but we've taken a hard, a hard line toward North Korea and a hard line toward Russia before because we dwarf them economically. You know, they're 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 only a superpower. You know, Pre- President Trump talked a lot today about how Russia's a superpower. But Russia isn't a superpower in most senses of that word. You know, they well, have a lot and of the land, only thing you'll ever they, get out
4: of Putin is what you force out of him.
5: Right. Exactly. Exactly. So the, the, the idea that, that Trump is going to go in there and sweet talk Putin, first of all, silly on its face. Second of all, there's no there's no reason for it. I mean, we can we, we can put the squeeze on Putin. We have been putting the squeeze on Putin. We, you know, the Senate last year before they finally lost their spines on Russia altogether. uh The Republicans in the Senate passed these, you know, sweeping uh Uh, sanctions on on a number of Russian citizens that were that were specifically designed to punish Putin for these uh, for this election meddling. Um, And, you know, it's actions like that that actually put the hurt on on Putin and and that country's sort of very struggling economy. That's the way you get Putin to do what you want by by walking into a room and sort of like, you know, going behind closed doors and and sort of blustering about how, you know, we're not so different. You and I, we we both are care for care about our countries. And, you know, we, we see eye to eye. And we can, you know, we can come to an accord on these things. Putin, Putin's not playing straight with Donald Trump in that meeting. You know, you you, you, could, you know how I know he's not playing straight with Donald Trump in that meeting because he denies that this election meddling ever happened, and we know for a fact that it did. And, well, and, just, and I mean, at one point he made
4: kind of a tacit admission. He said, "Listen." The president represents the uh, the best uh, interests of the American people. I represent the best interests of the Russian people. That was a confession. It was kind of interesting.
3: We got to remember too. It'd be one thing if it was the sort of person that's not really used to talking tough. Obama wasn't really a tough talker. Trump talks plenty tough. He, we well, we've all heard him. Whether it's taken on Jeb Bush, Teresa Ther- May. Uh, Angela Merkel, whoever, a lot of people, often allies or Americans, he can talk really tough when he wants to. I mean, he can really be snarky and get in your face. Wasn't a hint of that with Putin.
4: Yeah, listen, yeah, Andrew Egger, uh, Weekly Standard. Andrew, there's so much to say, but I'm afraid we're pressed for time. Um, stay in touch. I want you to think about it, You know, read about it, write about it, and, and let's talk again.
5: Sounds great. Thanks, guys, for having me on. Thanks, Andrew.
3: Lindsey Graham with a funny tweet. First of all, he blasts Trump. Secondly, he said, and I wouldn't let that soccer ball in the White House. It's probably got a listening device. (laughs) It probably does. What's coming up in your news, Marshall?
1: Well, we'll review meddling in U.S. elections. Some more highlights from the Trump-Putin presser coming up.
3: Wow, wow, wow. I'll be interested to see how this shakes out. I guess the question is any real long-lasting damage done. Marshall's News next on Armstrong and Getty. very end of the question and answer, this is how Anderson Cooper brought it back on CNN. Uh, you have
4: been watching perhaps one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president uh, at a summit in front of a Russian leader. Uh, it's the only that I've ever seen. So,
3: of course, it's Anderson Cooper. He hates Trump. CNN hates Trump. Trump hates CNN.
4: Oh, yeah, that's predictable.
3: But it's also right. It's also correct, as far as I can tell, unless somebody can argue me out of this position. You know...
4: The summit began short hours after our president blamed the United States for poor relations between Russia and the U.S. Right?
3: Which that's that's what and, I had trouble with from the beginning. None of it on Russia. That's what I had trouble with from the beginning. That was my analogy of the wait a second, the tension, it's both of us. You're the one who's cheating on me and spending all our money. How about some of what?
4: Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh. You know, it's funny. I know a lot of our listeners are big Trump fans. And I don't want to blow up our business, because it's how I feed my family. I can't come up with a solid argument for his strategy. It's bizarre to me. To not... Well, to blame the United States for the state of our relationship with Russia right now is a bizarre notion. Obama mishandled it. Sure he did. I think he was terrible at it. George W. was naive. The rest of uh, it. On the other hand, to not call out Putin,
3: that's just shocking. I don't get it. Uh, more on this to come. News Now with Marsha Phillips. Plus,
1: well, you've been uh, saying President Trump and Russian President Vladimir Putin held a joint news conference in Helsinki, Finland, following their two-hour meeting today in that country During that press conference, Putin flat out denied Moscow ever interfered in the U.S. electoral process. Once
2: again, President
4: Trump uh, mentioned the issue of the so-called interference of Russia in the American elections, and I had to reiterate things I said several times, including during our personal contacts, that the Russian state has never interfered and is not going to interfere into internal American affairs, including election process.
3: Now, the only appropriate thing for Trump to say at that point, he didn't have to play super hardball, but he could have just said our intelligence agencies have determined that the Russian government was involved in interfering in our election. I believe our intelligence agencies. I
4: stand by their conclusions. Yeah, sure.
3: He didn't have to, like, look at him and get in his face or wag his finger or any of that stuff, but he should have at least said that. He didn't.
1: Well, when asked, uh, Trump uh, wound up calling the probe of the Russian election meddling a disaster for our country.
3: Mr. President, you
5: tweeted this morning that it's U.S. foolishness, stupidity, and the Mueller probe that is responsible for the decline in U.S. relations with Russia. Do you hold Russia at all accountable for anything in particular? And if so, what would you, what would you consider them that they are responsible for?
6: Yes, I do. I hold uh, both countries responsible. I think that the United States has been foolish. I think we've all been foolish. We should have had this dialogue a long time ago, a long time, frankly, before I got to office. And I think we're all uh, to blame. I think that the United States now has stepped forward along with Russia and we're getting together and we have a chance to do some great things.
3: I I don't want to contradict myself because I understood why he didn't call out. Lil' Kim, when he went to North Korea, on the fact that he starves his people and all that sort of stuff. Right, sure. You're trying to get this nuclear agreement and, you know, get the threat of a nuclear conflict off the table. But why don't you call out Russia for um, being less than helpful in Syria to be very charitable? right? Bombing hospitals behind gas attacks, uh, you know, hacking into our election... Um, which is ongoing, as his own DNI said on Friday. Why wouldn't you? Is there any reason not to bring that up? Like you said, I can see soft-peddling it, but, uh, I
4: mean, he didn't go to North Korea and say, it's our fault you have all those political prisoners. I mean, this was beyond soft-peddling. This was whipping whipping ourselves in public there in front of Putin. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm incredibly disappointed by this.
3: Came out over the weekend that the same agency that hacked our election yep. is the people that poisoned the yep. the poor bastards in England right. Yep. right exactly and and folks listen and this is what we do
4: can you picture if obama had done that Y'all would be crazy. Yeah, be you'd honest be storming with yourself. out of your offices. Be, you'd
3: be in the streets. Be honest with yourself. If Obama had equivocated between the United States right. and Russia like that, right. you'd have been okay with that? Do you
4: remember I- the apology tour, which was an apology tour, even though, uh, though there are some who deny it. Do you remember how mad you got at that? Blaming the U.S. for the problems of the world? This, this, this stinks. It smells just like that. But in front of the strong man Putin. Oh, man.
1: Trump going on to add when answering that uh, earlier question.
6: But uh, I do feel that uh, we have both made some mistakes. I think that the the probe is a disaster for our country. I think it's kept us apart, it's kept us separated. There was no collusion at all. Uh, everybody knows it. Wow. Why
1: uh, are you it's going just into bizarre?
6: that?
3: Stephen Hayes, who we really like from Fox News, right. retweeted somebody who said what I said, basically. Russian propagandists couldn't have said it better. I agree. Oh. It was as if it was scripted by freaking Putin. Mike, only question would be, does this have any long-lasting damaging effect? My only question is the tape available on Blu-ray and DVD. Or is it <laughs> only VHS? Of the hookers and the peepee? Yes, because hey, that's there.
4: If you're way down, if you're yeah. down, because I'm down, coming up. You remember She Guevara, that left this 28-year-old chick who yeah. won the shocking yeah. uh, election in New York? Uh, I have tape for you that you will share with every single person you know. It is so astonishing. Really? Stay with us. Oh, you're
1: going to love this. All right, switching gears to something a little more uh, entertaining and hopefully a little more fun. Amazon's fourth annual Prime Day is starting today at noon West Coast time. It's going to run for 36 hours longer than previous years. Various research companies predict that Prime Day sales are expected to reach $3.5 billion this year, up 40% from last year's haul. The success of Amazon Prime is now actually forcing a number of other retailers to come up with their own marketing holidays. This has turned out to be a juggernaut. For There's Amazon. nothing
4: fun and cheery about Amazon or Facebook. Watch them carefully. They're like Russia. Concede nothing to them and never turn your back.
3: Yeah, I hate to bring it back to this, but there are yeah. quite a few texters that are on Sean's side of this, including that. Remember that tweet that I read from Jonah Goldberg. He retweeted yeah. somebody who said, "At this point, if Russia doesn't have something on Trump, it's a little hard to explain." Right. Uh, but somebody said Vladimir Putin at the beginning a couple hours ago obviously told Trump what dirt he has on him. I'm a firm believer of this, says this texter.
4: That would explain it. I'm not saying that's true. I don't
3: know if it's true, but that would explain a lot. It actually would be a... Uh, uh, I would respect him more. I understand self-preservation more than I understand whatever this would be... It's a bizarre without moment. Without the self-preservation. Uh, Is he just kind of like enamored with Putin because he's so tough and powerful? Or, or he's just he thinks he can play him. He figures. Look, I'm going to throw the U.S.
4: under. I'm going to throw Obama under the bus. Not understanding, he's throwing America under the bus. I'm going to throw that to get on Putin's good side. Then I'm going to play him.
3: And Putin will what? What would play this
4: out to get Putin to make concessions, be more cooperative, help us in Syria, Uh, stop invading places? Well, you'll have
3: to look. You'll have to point out to me the first time that happens because so far it hasn't happened. I I think it's a a
6: ridiculous strategy. Tiny bit. Bottom line, though, Trump insists we ran a brilliant campaign, and that's why I'm president. N-
4: nobody is arguing that. Nobody How- has argued that for many, many months. How except did that come on? Like Mika Brzezinski, and she doesn't matter.
1: That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips here. I'm Getty show, the conscience of the nation.
4: Oh, a nation needs one. I'm telling you, do not miss this tape of She Guevara the the hero of the progressive left who won that shocking election in New York with, like, 15,000 voters.
3: All right, stay tuned. Um, this is going to be quite the story for at least the next 24 hours, I suppose. You're listening to the Armstrong and Getty Show. Armstrong and Getty.
4: The conscience of the of nation. Of the nation.
3: This is how you know you're at the end of the conversation that maybe you need to move on for at least the day. We got this text. I don't care if they've got a tape of Trump getting a Cleveland steamer. We still have a oh. big, bigger army and everyone knows it. Right, right.
4: So So defend the country. So there you go. I'm looking at the Washington Examiner. I'm seeing disgraceful, nothing short of treasonous. That's John Brennan, but shameful. Senate Republicans blast Trump after he blamed U.S. for sour Russian relationship. This is in the Washington Examiner.
3: Britt Hume from Uh-oh. Fox goes through what Trump did, rambling, non-answer, renewed complaints about Hillary's server, lame response to say the least. Said Britt Hume.
4: Wow, that's Britt Hume. So listen, I'm I Eileen Wright, proud of it. I'll advocate for it till my dying day, and I'm down. I'm hurt. I'm confused. I'm. Pissed off, I'm disappointed, I'm offended as a patriot, etc. etc. So I need a little pick-me-up. This is socialist Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. She Guevara, the new heroine of the progressive left. She had attacked Israel and called them occupiers of Palestine. I
3: think you're supposed to say hero. Like huh? like actor. No. I'll say what I want.
4: Okay. Anyway, um her her uh interviewer pressed her. What do you mean occupiers of Palestine? Uh, Etc. And here is her uh, careful and nuanced answer.
0: But uh, I am, of course, the the dynamic there in terms of geopolitics of and the course. war in the Middle East is very different than mm. people expressing their First Amendment right to protest. Well, yes, but I also think that what people are starting to see, at least in in the occupation uh, of of Palestine, is um, just an, an increasing crisis of humanitarian condition and that to me is just where I tend to mm-hmm. come from on this issue. You use the term the occupation of Palestine. Mm. What did oh. you mean by that? Oh, um, I think it, what I meant is like the the settlements that are increasing in, in some of these areas and, and places where, um, where Palestinians are experiencing uh, difficulty in access to uh, their housing and homes. Do you think you can expand on that? Yeah, I mean, I think I'd also just... I i am not the expert on geopolitics on this.
3: Okay. So who is she being interviewed by? Uh, firing Line? Is that a show on... I don't know. It might be know? a
4: local show. I don't know. I was just
3: wondering, is it a, kind of a friendly setting for her or not? It appears it's, to be. Because they, uh, you know, they they drug it out more than they needed to if they were going to be nice to her. Firing Line appears to be a PBS show. Okay, well, uh, so yeah. you would think they'd be charitable toward her because, I mean, you could have let her off the hook when, you may- when it was very clear she had no idea what she was talking about. Why would you do that? Run her for the Congress. Answer the questions. What is Aleppo? I'm saying if I'm a friendly confine, <laughs> I would let her off the hook, and they didn't. So they they even thought, you know, we got to follow up on the fact that you clearly don't have a lot of knowledge on this yeah. subject. Yeah. Oh, well, what are you yeah. going to do? How much time have I got, Michael?
5: Uh, three months in life and about a minute and a half right here.
1: <laughs> uh,
4: Amy Walter um, of Cook Political Report. My neck is still st- sore from whiplash and watching ours who attacked Obama is leading from behind and not being tough enough on our enemies. Now bend over backward to rationalize Russian election oh, interference is no big deal. Yeah,
3: here's, here's the double level, the metal level of being disappointed. Is, is watching pe- some people... Like Lindsey Graham's already out saying Trump shouldn't have done that. You know, plenty of journalists we've quoted already saying that was out of line. Even people who were, you know, right wing journalists. But I'm going to see plenty of people standing up for Trump today. I'm going to think seriously, really. I don't but, believe you believe that.
4: Well, no, they don't. But it's a, and a lot of our listeners are going to see it this way too. There is a giant battle going on for the hearts and minds of American. Are you going to lean conservative? Are you going to lean progressive? And it's uh, you gotta stick with your side no matter what. Why would you give any ground? If they get hold of the country, it'll screw it up.
3: So just keep fighting. Yeah, I'm a, I'm an Orwellian. I believe you gotta look for the truth.
4: Yeah, Orwell slash H L Mencken et cetera. All my heroes would have called it as they saw it. Yeah, yeah. And
3: it was, it was a bad day. I'm a that's good, Scruby. Here's comes your.
4: it goes, doesn't it?
3: <laughs> Here's your host, Joe Getty.
4: Oh boy, uh, let's get a final thought from everybody. Michelangelo, what's your final thought, sir? I guess the press conference took forever for them to get
1: started because uh, behind the scenes, Trump was showing uh, Putin the proper way to eat a mcrib. Mm-hmm. Oh boy, uh, Marsha Phillips, your final thought. All I can say is, boy, I will tell you, I sometimes you think you've seen and heard it all, and right. then this right. comes. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I'm uh, disappointed. Yeah, very strange. Uh, Positive, Sean? Final thought? Yeah,
3: don't be a fool. When the initial release of the tape comes out, don't get that one. (laughs) Wait for the director's commentary edition. That'll come out a couple months later you get the really good stuff. (laughs) Yo, boy. Uh, Jack, your final thought? Yeah, the only solace for me is I'm not sure there's any long-term damage. Other than maybe politically for Trump, but uh, I mean, we could come back for this fairly quickly. These are
4: odd times. Um, my final thought is the president just tweeted moments ago, thank you, Helsinki, Finland, with a video of the beast, his big limousine, rolling down the tarmac to uh, Air Force One. So it was a good visit anyway. I hear Helsinki's beautiful this time of year.
3: You know, there's a lot of belief. And if it's not, I blame America. There's a lot of belief that the Justice Department released that indictment on Friday because they were worried about Trump not being tough enough against Putin. They wanted to push him that direction. Give it that to him right before it happened. Like, look, now you gotta bring it up. Because they were afraid that he would do, well, what he did. I don't know if that's uh, accurate or not, but a number of people seem to think so. It's hard to imagine that it was an accident that that information came out on Friday, three days before the summit. Well,
4: progressivism will doom the country. Doom it. Doom it. But uh, today was a rough day for the R's.
3: Yeah, got it. Okay, now you're mixing up conservative with Republicans and Trump. Those are three uh, very different things. I yeah,
5: think. I'll grant you that. Yeah,
3: Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four hour workday. So many people to thank, so little
4: time, so much to talk about tomorrow. We'll, uh, you know, we'll move on to whatever's happening. Uh, go to ArmstrongandGetty.com
3: for more info and clicks. E- ma- email us, mailbag at ArmstrongandGetty.com. See, the great thing is we won't remember any of this even happened by Wednesday. See you tomorrow. God bless America.
4: This is a historic act uh, of uh, devastating incompetence.
5: I will not sugarcoat this. This is a disappointing day for us.
4: Big mistake, but not too bad. The fun level in this room is at an 11 right
5: now, and that brought it
4: down. The ride is over. The time for the clowns and the acrobats and the dancing bears has passed. Get away from
2: here. Get We apologize for our stupidity, and we really hope you forgive us for what we've done.
4: Thank you, and good night.
6: (laughs) The show's over. (laughs) Bye-bye.
4: You have been watching perhaps one of the most disgraceful performances by an American president. Armstrong and Getty, the voice
1: of the West.